Well, good evening. We want to welcome you to In the Blender with Brandon and Madeline Hyman. Good evening. And I'll tell you guys, we have an awesome program for you on this evening. Our guests are going to be the Masons. Hey. Yeah, the Masons. And so you guys are going to be in for a treat. Awesome couple, an awesome family. And they're just going to share their experience with us and how they've been blessed throughout this blended family dynamic. And so, sweetheart, let's go ahead and get um, started. Well, actually, and if you have any questions, Questions. I'll be watching the chat, so send your questions in so we can ask them as we go along. Go ahead, baby. Go ahead, start. Okay, so we're going to start um, with question number one for the Mason. How did you guys meet? Actually, before that, tell us just a little bit about yourselves. Yeah, Let's start with a little bit about yourselves. Okay. We've been married for what, almost 10 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, later on this year. We have six children, one grandchild, and the age range from the kids range from, what, 20? three to six. So we have six. We have 16 or 17? See, I don't do that. That's why I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have six. One 16 that's about to be 17. Uh -huh. Then we have an 18. Then we have a 19. And then we have a 23. And then we have a one and a half year old grandchild. Right. Wow. So, so we, we they don't even make families like us no more. It times a million. Right. So we have two. Two of those are adopted. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a whole nother dynamic that we have on top of that. So they're my second cousins. So we adopted my second cousins. Right. So that's been what, almost 10, eight years? Mm, probably. Yeah. yeah. Time. Oh yeah, because I was only married for two years and then, then you know. So we got to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have a whole total different type of blended dynamic. Yeah, it's different. So we yeah. have, so that's, so I married into three. He already had three from a previous marriage. We adopted two and then we had one together. Wow. And hopefully one more coming soon. Oh, so, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, so how, did guys, how did you guys meet? Which story you want to know first? The elementary school story or the reconnection story? Hey, both. In the beginning. <laughs> All right. Um, so... We both went to the same elementary school um, when we were younger. Uh, we didn't have the same classes uh, together. You want to say something smart. I didn't I say anything. <laughs> he tried to give me, so because I know him, he like, we're not in the same classes. That is subtle shade for, I was in the smarter class. I was in tag. That's what he trying to say, guys. You ain't say it, but I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then I moved away um, out in PG County. And so we didn't reconnect until after after I divorced, what about a year after that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so a friend of mine said, hey, you remember Takia? You know, she's, she's singing. I said, oh, maybe I'll go check her out. Um, and I actually got the opportunity to check her out. But before that, he sent a Facebook request. Yeah, so he sent a Facebook request <laughs> and his profile picture was suspect. So it was, <laughs> it was three, you ever see those pictures where it's like the family pictures and they look kind of weird? Anyways, it was three children. And I'm like, what in the world? How is his profile? picture three children when like when did he get started when he was like yep. five yep. like what, what happened <laughs> but i gave him a chance it didn't it didn't stop her though and uh yeah it was great ever since wow so how did y'all reconnect facebook oh, okay facebook was what so through that we you know scheduled i guess our first get together <laughs> our first date yeah uh-huh 
we went to our first date. We went, I think it was Christmas Eve. Um, and if you know me, then you know that Christmas Eve is my jam. So if I'm exiting out on a Christmas Eve celebration to go to the movies with you, then you must have had a little bit of potential somewhere. That wasn't a first date, though. Yes, it was. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was. Sure? Time out. I'm lying. You're right. That's not the first Thank date. You. The first date was at his house. Yeah, so I didn't have any money to go out because Christmas right and i had to spend all my money on, on the kids and i was like you know what you can just come through so she did she came so i'm mean, like just come through that's what you call a real date that's a real date yeah you know grown, grown except date. no that was no real date when the uh salad is still in the bag i was proving to her that it was fresh and fresh it was salad. apple juice he had apple juice to drink sir how old are we five <laughs> but it was still nice because he had um like in the bathroom he had this steam note that said i'm so glad you're here oh it's nice so when i went to go wash my hands before we ate that little sticky note was there and i still had that sticky note she was sprung from the minute i was not sprung <laughs> he was, no he was a little questionable from the beginning a little bit because no you Okay. Only because there was a question that was asked um, about marriage or what have you doing the first date. And he was like, everybody around your age just want to be married. And in, a, in my brain, I'm thinking like, you're the one who got married when you was two. I'm at the right age. <laughs> I was knocking in the back of my head. Okay. Yeah. But you, but you kept coming though. And you kept bringing it. There you go. There you had it. Well, so, so who who knew first that this was this was the one? Who knew first? Uh, what would you say? I want to hear what you going to say. I don't know. You, I would think so. Yes. Yeah. So this is the thing. I um I knew that I liked him. I knew that he was different. One, because we were reading books and exploring different things like that. And it wasn't just the same old, oh, let's go to the movies or what have you. Um, so given that I knew that I liked him, I was for I was up and honest and I was like, hey, I think that we should date monogamously. And uh, to my surprise, he was like, oh no, that's cool. We should just be friends. Uh what? So she, she makes it sound bad. So what happened was he was dating eight other girls. I was dating, just dating, right? <laughs> Didn't let me know though. But go ahead. I'll do that. I'm back with a market, right? So I'm, you know, dating people that have So on his royal own. I know, you know, I never said that. <laughs> I was seeing different people. So when she said that, I had a decision to make and I needed time to, you know, cut everything back. And so before I just jumped in, I don't think that would be smart to do that. So I, uh, you know, I made some 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 cuts, right? I guess he, yeah, All he made cuts. some cuts, but when he said that, I had talked to my father. Thank God for Leroy Brown. Bad, bad Leroy Brown. <laughs> but thank God for him, because I talked to him, um, and I was like, you know, I really like this guy. He's saying, um, you know, we should just be friends. He was like, yeah, you know, if you want to be friends, just be friends. At least he was honest, and he told you. So I gave him the benefit of the doubt, but I had also, in the back of my mind, already notched that at six months, if you don't know if you want to be in a serious relationship, I'm out of here. I don't got time to waste. Yeah, so apparently I just made it. He just know. made the cut. <laughs> wow. Because he was about to be out there. Yeah, okay. I'm like, you got to know what you want and also be willing to, you know, set those boundaries for yourself. So that was the boundary that I needed for myself. He didn't know. I didn't tell him. I didn't say like, hey, if you don't tell me, he won't be my man in six months. I'm out. I'm just like, if you don't know, then you don't know. But I knew, so. Praise God you knew. That. Praise God. <laughs> So, so in, in the midst of that, were there weren't any reservations for you, like with the uh, a guy with three kids? There, there. How did you how did you feel about that? 
because this is almost like a different because no, it's the reverse of us. It's almost yeah. It's like the yeah because normally it's like the female has the children and the you know the male in most cases, but this one is real unique. And I like this. So it's a reverse of us because I had three children and you had one, but in this case, the kid didn't have any. And he had three. That's what I had. And that's what I was looking for. I said, I wanted somebody <laughs> with kids because I already got three and I am very invested and I didn't want too much of a change for them. So I looked for somebody who could understand that dynamic and her being the, in the field that she was in, you know. It, I'm a social worker. I'm yeah. a therapist. Um, and I am very optimistic and sometimes... <laughs> I believe past what people actually present. And in my mind, I, I'm thinking, you know, as long as the adults are okay, the kids will be fine. You know, in working in foster care, in uh, just working with families as a whole, that was my idea. I'm like, as long as the adults are good and we can establish a good relationship. So I came in like, oh, you know, I want to be ex-wifey's friend. I want to, um, you know, I'm thinking we're going to be like uh, Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith's um, like. <laughs> Seriously. She was so naive. Don't 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 get into that yet. Baby. Oh, don't get it. I'm just saying. So I didn't really have any reservations. And biggest though that um I felt like I had the faith that could move mountains. And when you grow up in a certain environment, you think that literally you could accomplish anything. So Yeah, so you know reservations. You were you were good. I was good. Because yeah. he was the one who asked me, he was like, Are you sure about, you know, having three, you know, three children? I'm like, Yeah, kids love me. I mean they do. They love me. I've been around kids. I had god brothers and all of that. So I'm like, how hard could it be? Y'all the same size. Okay. Then it's going to be real nice oh, come on. So you talked about your profession. So what was your thoughts on counseling? Did you guys go through that? Uh, how was that for you? Yeah. So with her, you know, being counselor type already, you know, she had went through therapy and everything before. So she just was like, therapy is great. And from, you know, my upbringing, you don't really go to therapy or marriage counseling unless you know it's the, you about to walk out the door like that's like the last resort so when people hear that you doing what counseling um so by that time i think marriage counseling was, you know was a little bit more prevalent so we had done the premarital uh which worked out great we knew each other pretty well and so after we got married we did try the family therapy we tried everything yeah yeah we did so we, i i we try well more so so he knows who he married me i'm coming in and I'm thinking like, you know, y'all relationship is over. Y'all should be good. Let's move forward and, you know, let's focus on the children. But uh, yeah, and no, and no. We tried. Everything. I spoke to this woman <laughs> when she went for a year or more without speaking to me. Um, never spoke bad about her in, our, um, in front of the kids or anything. Uh, went to therapy, included her in therapy, had team meetings, anything that you could possibly think of to foster a good relationship better relationship for the children was done yeah we tried it um so we had it took us a while to settle into what kind of work for us mm -hmm. um which of course would be different from for pretty much every family i imagine so you because it's about relationship right so you kind of yeah. got to know here first mm -hmm. you know then the kids and then and we were newlyweds and newlyweds at the same time yeah. so so we were newlyweds um, embracing that experience. And me, I'm just like, everybody, we got to get along and all of that. And then after I feel like we kind of got like a rhythm, like two years, 
a situation presented itself where my cousins needed um, stability. And so still in newlywed status, we take on our two more. And it was it was like an emergency situation. So and I was supposed we were supposed to be working on having our own at that point. Wow. Like we have the funniest thing is that we had just bought a van in preparation for having our own biological children. We had right. just bought a van. I remember and that. That October yeah. the van was full. Wow. And so I'm like, God, we, we got something. What's happening, <laughs> sir? Because clearly I made maybe I'm I didn't make my prayer specific enough. <laughs> I said I wanted children. Um, but you had something else in mind. Okay, well, there you have that. Yeah, so I mean we did what we felt was right mm -hmm. at the time. And that was, it was, a, it was a right decision for us. Um, and we knew what we had to do mm -hmm. and what we wanted to do. And mm -hmm. so we did it. It was it was like, so the early part of our marriage was, was really difficult in the transitioning, all the transitions. All, all the transitions. transitions. But, you, but you guys had such a, um, a rare blending. Mm -hmm. You know, you guys had such a rare blending. It's like um, blending the shape and then adding paprika to it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Nobody would ever think about putting paprika into an already blended mix. Yeah. Like you guys blended a you were blending a family and then you did an adopt. Mm -hmm. That's what and they had a, a baby. So and had a baby. Transitions and trying to figure out what works best for everybody. Um and you know our children come with their own issues of adjustment as well. So as we're adjusting, they're adjusting, then you have outside influences saying this and that that's impacting the relationship. I mean it's just it was just a lot from you know all the different sides while we're still growing as a couple still trying to make memories with our family and not take things personally all of that it was a lot yeah so one thing unique about it because like i said when i when i got married i didn't want someone who had kids are here we'll be good to go mm -hmm. well then we adopted and it's her you know her, her cousin mm -hmm. but we also the added dynamic was we had to deal with fox so i didn't want to deal with somebody else's <laughs> baby father mm -hmm. and then we got my baby father I, kind of had the same post as <laughs> own challenges <laughs> you know so because um they were jaya was nine and ten, ten, were nine yeah, and ten. nine and ten when they came um now she's 18 he's 17 and he's 17 oh wow and so when you get them at that age they come with however that they have been parented for so mm -hmm. just trying to break down some of that stuff i mean it's a lot it was a lot. Yeah, we. I don't know if we realized the impact it would have. Uh, no, <laughs> absolutely. We just wanted to do the right thing and uh, provide them with stability, but we didn't um, think about just how everything affected everybody. Like everyone was affected. So it wasn't just us going through things, but our kids were going through, okay, now I got an additional sister and I got an additional brother and my brother is autistic. So, and now we're adding on a little baby. So, and people feeling like they want to have their own Face and it was just a lot. Yeah, it was. Yeah. We can make it through that. We can make it through anything. And that's the truth. That's you know, that's, that, the, that's, that's the uh, post-traumatic growth of the situation. <laughs> if you, if we, you know, know, like, 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 what, what, we what, 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 had to switch schools, so that was the thing. And we were doing our very best to try to keep everybody, you know. I don't think that was a trauma, though. It's stable. It's part of what I'm saying. It's just a bunch of transitions. So, mm -hmm. you know, they lost their rooms, some of them. So, you know, for instance, they had their own rooms, and now we added two more people. So mm -hmm. we got to make adjustments, and mm -hmm. now, you, you know. 
this new person that you don't really know like that is, you know, kind of in your room. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it was an adjustment for everybody. So yeah, it was tra- I guess it was a bit of trauma on that end. Um, they don't, they didn't have the same time that they would necessarily have with us um, because it was now split mm-hmm. uh, between other kids uh, for us. I mean, I think the trauma was they had a whole different ritual as well. Yes. And, and the trauma is when you're, when you're, Dad gets married. Yes. The nail is in the coffin that my my mom and dad will not be together. Yeah, yeah. And when that other party is not, you know, um, you know, if they're not giving good vibes to the kids, then or blaming one party over the other or whatever the case is, uh, that doesn't um, translate to a good living situation when they are adjusting back and forth and when mm-hmm. there are different rules at this house and there's another rule at this house. The splitting is a big deal. Yeah. So we couldn't really stop that. The, the splitting you part. So like, yeah. you um, did the best you could. And, you know, as you all know, when you have kids, they if they are in a situation where they spend time at another house, well, it's a whole readjustment period when they come back sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, oh, no, 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 this is not how we do things around here. And it is a lot of adjustment. And also because there was not unity on the parental front. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when there's not unity on a parental front, it makes it, it's way more difficult really for the is. child than anybody. It really is. Because they're trying to appease, they feel like they're in the middle and they try, they're trying to appease both things. You know, if my mother is talking about this woman and saying, you know, I don't like her or what have you, you're going to align with your mother. Yeah. This woman is the enemy. Yeah. You know, or they're saying this woman is controlling, <laughs> I'm controlling you or whatever. He's not. It was, yeah, it was a lot. And, um, you know, just for, you know, to parents who are in situations, if do your best, please do your best to just work with the parent to the best of your ability. Now, if they crazy, they crazy now. I need you to accept that and move on. Don't waste no more time, because unless they're willing to get the help that they need, right. that's what it's going to be. But I'm so glad that didn't affect our marriage like it could have. Facts. Yeah. And, and, you know, and that's key because we kind of went through something similar on one while her ex-husband, he was like, okay, you know what I'm saying? I understand you guys are getting married and, and I'm with you guys, whatever you say. I'm, you know, and with it, my ex-wife didn't feel the same way. And so we had to go through that experience. And it was rough because at that particular time, my son was only two years old. And we had got so strained that through their transitioning year after year, it was literally another eight years before I saw him. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, you know, like you were saying to kids, parents have to understand it's not about you. Mm-hmm. We've made our decisions. You've made your decisions, you know, as far as that relationship goes, but the impact that it had on the children mm-hmm. could be paramount. And so how, when did you see a breaking as far as the kids were concerned? What I mean by when you when did you see things kind of come full circle with the kids? Full mm, circle. I I think we kind of saw that as they got older, right? As they started to have their own experiences and realized they had questions and um, now how does this work out? Or and, and and they become more comfortable or became more comfortable. I think especially with my wife, like especially our old, our oldest daughter. So you know now if she has a problem, you know she knows that she can go to her and me, depending on what it is. But but she knows she's gonna get that unfiltered coming here. <laughs> yeah, I think as she as she like stepped away. 
because she, I think it was before that though. I think that um, there were so many misconceptions being told, and because we didn't say anything in terms right. of we didn't talk about her or we didn't have disagreements concerning her in front of the kids. So and mm-hmm. we thought that we were doing, you know, making the best decision, you know, not, you know, berating a parent because still, even though the parent may make some choices that you don't agree with, that's still their child and pieces of them are inside. So right. you don't do that. Um, so we thought that we were doing a good job at that. But on the other hand, while we're not saying any, this other side is saying the yeah. worst. Right. And so if you don't have any information, this is your parent. You don't have any information. This side isn't saying anything. We're just like doing what needs to be done, making adjustments or what have you. But it came to a point where I, me and Tron had a conversation. I was like, they're old enough. You have to have these conversations. Like these conversations in terms of this is the way it is because of a court order. It's because we couldn't agree. And so the court had to decide what the measure would be. And once he had that conversation and they were like, what? That's not, that's not what they were told. So mm-hmm. I'm like, pull out the document, like show this. Cause this was when uh, our oldest was like in her 16, 17 or something like that. Like you're old enough to, mm-hmm. to you know, to kind of like make some decisions for you to process some things so that you're not thinking like, Oh, we're just trying to keep you away from your mother. Mm-hmm. We're not doing none of that. That's not this. But that, but when you're told, you know, when you're that, told that one thing, yeah. Yeah, so when we started to have, well, he started to have those conversations, like, this is the reason why this is, um, I think that started to shift some light. And as she got older and started to see things differently, you know, we were just, hey, this is this is what we're presenting, and then let it go. But not be like, you got to do this, da, da, da. Yeah, you know? I think they had enough of that. Yeah. <laughs> side. Yeah. It was so. like, this is just what it is. You can choose this or not. But really respecting them growing into adults. And then, um, and I will, I will always say to Tron, I said, the things that parents don't realize when they are, you know, doing the most to turn their children against their parents, they grow up. They're not going to be these six, seven, eight, nine uh, people who you can just make believe things anymore. Like at a certain, when they're so young, they're so dependent upon their parents. But mm-hmm. as you get older, you're separating, you're starting to, you know, develop your own. So when people get older, they start to realize and when stuff don't add up, it's like, oh man, that didn't really add up like I thought it did. And so my plan was just to not say anything about what happened and let's see what happens you know when they're 25 as you know as they start going through their late teenage years it became apparent that you know maybe we should probably share some light on some of this because they're getting so much negative stuff it was so i was um, like oh my it, wow it, it, it behooved us to kind of move in another direction not all the way but just you know just give them some some hey this is where we are this is a bit of reality uh, based on the situation so yeah i remember when we went on like a camping vacation and we had took we had taken um, the ex-wife's daughter, other daughter, with us, and we were like cooking food over the fire or what have you. And she was like, "Yeah, my mama don't like you." And I was just like, "I mean, the amount of restraint you have to have to not be like, I don't you don't say none of that. You just keep it in the inside. You talk to your partner or uh, you go to your uh, own therapist and you let all of the frustration out, which I did. So, so therapy good? 
therapy is a one okay because his experience is different from mine because i'm not a biological relative you know he's always going to be in high regard because that's the biological component so it's just mm-hmm. different do you have something to say no because I, I was i was thinking um even like our experience was kind of similar to that in in so much that my son's mother would with like, I mean, just poor negativity to him. You know, your, your dad doesn't love you. He doesn't want you. And so he literally grew up feeling that I didn't want, you know, and she would say like, uh, you know, you have three daughters, you have a whole nother family. <laughs> you know, so a child hearing that growing up, there's a lot of resentment that's, that's building. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and for me, I was growing a lot from Madeline as it related to parenting because I didn't have an opportunity per se myself to parent. And so I parented once we got married. And so she would sit me down and say, no, don't say this, don't say that. Because there were a lot of things I wanted to say. <laughs> I mean, right. If you know me, I got a lot to say and I want to say it. And so she would sit me down and say, no, don't go that route. Don't do this, don't do that. And I remember I waited till my son was like 17 before I had the talk with him. Because by then at 16, you don't like me. You already feel I don't love you and want you. So you at that point where you feel like you can express yourself. Right. Yeah. And so it was at that moment I had to say, hold on, let's stop for a second. Let me tell you exactly what's going on. And I had to, like you said, I had to pull out some documents and say, listen, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, because I was doing child support. He said I wasn't doing it. I mean, it was just a lot of things that were going on. And people don't understand the frustration that you feel when you know you're doing things, but others present another front. When you bending over backwards, like yes. you bending over backwards to make sure that everybody is taken care of and you don't feel respected, man, it's not a game. <laughs> do, you, do you guys have like uh, family meetings? Uh, our family meetings now will consist of just our family. We could not continue with like the therapy sessions or family meetings with their mom. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, I think it became, while, while that was happening, she would say, okay, this is what we're going to do. And we'd all agree. And so the it next day, totally different. it would be totally different. And it's, we learned quickly that, yeah, this was, while we liked the idea of it, it just, at that particular time, just wasn't mm-hmm. going to be something that was going to really be practical, I think. Right. It's, it just wasn't working. Yeah. So we had to move forward. It's been working out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're older now. They're older, right. You know, so all of our kids are older. Two, are out, uh, out of our home, um, one is still in, in terms of out of the three. Um, so it's better now. But again, it comes with its stuff. So that's the... Um, the three, and then we had um, our other two that comes with its own biological stuff too, because that was a situation where we had to go to court against my cousin mm. um, to actually gain custody of them. And so um, uh, going to court in that way definitely affected the uh, relationship dynamic. And it's just weird because we feel like in every situation, we've always try to do the best for the child you know and yet even in this um you know with my, my biological uh cousin or what have you it's like uh he would go out with them or tell them things like oh they only in it for the money what 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 <laughs> for the money for the money why especially when we had before we had royal we had um the way the arrangement was set up was that we had um 
kids every other weekend from mm. what, what was it from wednesday to sunday right so we had the kids during the school year they were with us for the majority of the time right. and then um they would go to their moms every other weekend right so that meant we was free that was, okay. <laughs> we was free so we was out traveling doing all we was time. living the i mean it was like two years of that and then after that wow. so you know again you're put in a situation where you don't want to talk bad about your the same situation you don't want to talk bad um and I just have conversations with um, our children to just say, you know, you can ask some 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 questions if you want to see some documents or what have you. But our interest has always been for you to be stable. That's it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, we, I, so I was kind of like on the flip side of that. I had to kind of deal with, you know, someone on the other side. Mm -hmm. and, but as they, especially like, you know, Jai, our oldest one, as she gets well, you know, the one that's 18. As, the oldest she, oldest as she gets older, we started to notice that she would realize, oh, what maybe what my father said wasn't necessarily right or mm -hmm. kind of suspect. And, you know, we never said anything. No, we won't say anything. I'm no. like, I say, you know, you're going to be able to see, yeah. um, you know, what's happening or what have you. You know, I had the, the same conversation, but it was really, it was odd because he, you know, he feels like, He's the biological father, so he should be able to do whatever he wants or, you know, come and get her whatever, you know, come and get her and just do whatever. And I'm like, but we have legal responsibility. So that means if something happens, mm -hmm. yeah. I'm responsible in giving your track record. I cannot put my entire family at risk. I just can't. Yes. Do that. So, I mean, we had a plan that we would work. So we would say, okay, well, anything that is that you want, come by or talk to us, at least on the phone. We're like, we need to know what's going on. And um, unfortunately, he didn't want to continue that dynamic. He wants to go through the children. Right. And that can. And most people want to go through the children. Yeah. Having mm -hmm. the adult conversation. So it's yeah. not just him. You know, I think that was one of the big changes with um, the three is that I would keep saying, don't talk to the kids, talk to the, the mom. Mm -hmm. Or if the mom would ask uh, the kids, nah, let's just talk to, like to keep it there. And that was a big shift. They were, I think you guys were just avoiding dealing with each other. Well, yeah, I didn't want to have any, if you asked me, I didn't want to have any conversation <laughs> with my ex-wife at all. So at one point it was like, okay, babe, you know what? Maybe you should handle that. And at one point on the other side, I was talking to, you know, our adopted kid's father. I'm like, you know what? I can handle that. And, to, and then we realized that that just isn't going to work either. Both ways. I was like, I'm out. <laughs> so it was a bit of an adjustment trying to figure out how are we going to. And so we would have this. to switch roles um, mm -hmm. because I realized at a certain point, anytime that I said anything, it, did, it didn't matter whether it was the sky is blue or not because I said it. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be in the best, but not. At one point, I just like, you know, everything goes through him. Everything goes through him. I need to stay out of it. And then at the other point, with the other situation, no, I think everything was going through you. Everything was going through me. Everything was going that. through you because I was too emotionally involved. Gotcha. In terms of what I thought was, I was too emotionally involved with him like a brother. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, for you to, you know, treat me in the way and like talk about me like that, I'm like, dude, really? So I'm like, so I don't get emotionally involved. I'm going to let my husband deal with it. Um, so I'm not going to get emotionally involved. Let him deal with it so that it'll still be cool. Yeah, so that's how every blended family is kind of different. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm figure out based on your relationship mm -hmm. what is going to be best because ultimately that's the most important thing our relationship right. here um and then you know make sure the kids are right. at their best and it may switch and one minute you may be cool and then it may be like one situation where you like 
oh, I can't. And you guys just pass the baton, like, hey, babe, I need you to take this one. And I, I need to be ready to take it, you know, and show the so the she's. So, you know, mm-hmm. that worked out. We've been consistent in, in right. that, and that's that's definitely helped our marriage. Yeah. Let me ask you guys this question. With relationship building, like you guys did a lot of relationship building. Do you think it was harder when they were younger or harder when they were older? Relationship building between us? Oh, here? between us? No, with, with you and the kids. Uh, it was easier for me when they were younger. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, I think that um, as they get older, they started to come into their own. And then adolescence is just a whole nother ball of... Why? So you had to get past adolescence. <laughs> but when they're young, like, I mean, they enjoy when I would put things together. You know, we would make chocolates and you know, have little activities and they enjoyed that type of stuff. Yeah, I think life was simpler at that point. Yeah, it was, it was just, oh, we're doing this. Mm-hmm. That's all I need to be concerned about. And it was less of someone else in your ear. In their in their ear becoming more of an influence. As they got older and going through adolescence and trying to figure things out, mm-hmm. you know, you know, a lot of outside influences start to affect them until they get over that hump and then they they can look back with you know with clearer vision. Mm-hmm. So the adolescence I can see how Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of tough. Yeah. yeah. But I think um, as we were going through our things, I think we always came back to us. What, what are, what, what, give me three myths. Three myths that you heard concerning the blended family that your experience said, no, that's not the case. Well, I would say for you that, I mean, that's just a myth, the unicorn, the, the Will Smith thing, right? I think. If I could find Jada today, <laughs> you shared your story. You know, I like to go. When I tell you, I had a picture of her in my little trunk box when we were before we were even married. I had my little picture, like it's gonna be great. They, you know, they can do it, so I can do it. Well, you could have done it, but you can't control other. People. I, you can't control other people, and that's the the misnomer is you can go in with the best intention, but you have to understand that your intention mean nothing if the other person is not just as vested as you are. And so you work yourself into this uh, frenzy, just trying and trying and trying, and you like you don't encompass this whole situation. It takes another side, another party to be vested and to be honest and candid about like, yeah, like if you're going to say something, say it. If you're going to do it, do it. Not say something verbally and then now you have selective amnesia so i think so yeah so that was that was a myth i guess you could say for us that we had kind of took on um what would be another one well i thought the myth was stepmothers are not evil Hmm. are not evil yeah well no generally in the myth they are evil well i thought it was a myth because i was (laughs) not an evil stepmother I, but on the other side, I was made out to be this villain. And I'm like, I'm not in the storybooks, man. Yeah, how'd I get here? Like, how'd I get here? Like, I went in with the idea that they were my children. And that's a myth. If I, could, I know that sounds weird. And I know probably faith-based people are just like, no, they're your children. They aren't your children unless the other parent allows it. That's very important. Because you can... Well, I think... You, you, I, I'll say this. I, I feel the same way. Like, like, even 
to this day, 23 years later, these are my girls. They didn't come out of me, they didn't come me but they're mine. And so I understand the- I was gonna say, but to, to Kia's point of they're not being able to be your children unless the other, you know, the biological parent allowed you to. I think for you, you were always able to be able to say that they're yours because their dad, like any type of um, restriction there, if you know what I mean. He, he allowed you to follow them mm-hmm. along with him. So, you know, not right from the beginning because you guys had a talk, so it wasn't past a year. So less than a year early on, you guys were able to develop that where he did, you know, push it over to like, you know, you got to be married now, you can father them. They're with you. So to her point, I, I can see that because if that other parent is making it difficult, then it's hard, it's difficult for her to mother them. That's all I want. So I think that when they're young, unless the other parent allows them the Bring to parent them in that way and they don't feel threatened by your parenting that's one thing but then also the other side is when they get older they can embrace you as their parent right they have the choice yeah they have yeah, the choice so, to embrace you. so we're at that point where you know they can make it the, they're making right. the choice of this is how i'm going to do it because to be honest I grew up in a blended family as well. Mm-hmm. So I was the situation where I would, you know, go see my father on the weekends, um, every other weekend, and you know, and that's how it was. And I had a stepfather there who, you know, I spent a lot of time with because I was living with, but I didn't call him other than his first name until I moved out the house. It wasn't until I, I got married and I realized, well, wait a minute, this dude had a real heavy hand in raising me. He did a lot for me. He was at every basketball Until game. Until you became a father. Right. And, and, you know, my father, my biological father was there as well, but, you know, he, he was there. So I had to, you know, like stepping out, look back with a clearer view to say, well, I can't call this guy by my by his first name. There's mm-hmm. no way. So I had to kind of switch up too. Yeah, you, you get to that point. When, when but you chose him. Yeah, I did. You chose him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Freedom at that point, man, because I was I was older and I don't know if I've ever, I ever got that from my, from my father to actually say, you know, he, he ain't your father, you know what I mean? Because he, he wanted to hold on to that. But as I got older and I'm a you know man my, myself, I need to say, well, hold up. Oh, well, he is. And you might feel some type of way about it, but I got two dads and right. it is what it is. And I wish parents could understand how they make their child feel when they, when they have decided at an early age that this person is also my father or plays that role too. And you're telling them, they ain't your father. Like, man, it's just. Yeah, I don't think my stepfather ever cared for a title. Like, I, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't care for a title. My, uh, our adopted kids call me uncle, mm-hmm. and I'm whatever they're comfortable with, I'm fine with. They call you uncle, but they know. Right. Yeah. So they'll be in school, and you know, hey, who's that? Oh, that's my father. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, right. Yes, I am, but you know, I'm not gonna force that role on anybody. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, you appreciate it more when they make their own decisions like this. I definitely appreciate it more with my older children when they do things um, that let me know that they appreciate me. That makes me feel really good. Yeah. So do we have you got a lot of um, blended families that are that, that going through. I mean, they really don't know which way they should go. And, and I, I love you guys. 
interesting because it's, it's giving Oprah the ability to see, hey, I'm not in this by myself. And there are a lot of relatable things that you guys are discussing that people can view this or listen to it and say, you know what? Maybe I could try this. Maybe I could try that. Maybe I could just sit back. It seems like like we're, we're kind of the opposite. I'm more of the rah-rah dude, and she's more of the laid-back one. Madeline, as far as pranky goes, she got to be like level 10 before she starts opening her mouth. I'm opening mine at level one. <laughs> so, and so that's, that's that kind <laughs> <laughs> and so that, that's that's that compliment, you know what I'm saying? That I'm seeing with you guys. That's why I said that. That's that compliment I'm seeing, and people just need to see. There's nothing wrong with that, mm-hmm. as long as you respect each other's role in it. Right. It's good. Wow. How was um, discipline when you guys first got married with the kids and came together? Who did? Takia, did you discipline the kids at all, or was that dad the one that did everything? Verbally, and um, I was the one doling out consequences. So that what that kind of looks like is, you know, you're going to get it when your dad gets home. Or, you know what I mean? Like that sort of thing. No, it didn't look like that. Or what, what would you do then? Wait, you're the, what you say? You're the one doling out consequences? Yeah. When they were younger? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So also, when you say verbally, you mean nothing physical. Is that what right. you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I would handle all the, the physicalities, you know, that needed to be had. <laughs> she had no problem, I wouldn't say tongue lashing, but making sure that they understood what they did was wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, if I had to do it over, I would not. Mm-hmm. I would not have been the one to yeah. give any type of consequences at all. Because be- it made you look like... It made me look like the evil stepmother. Mm-hmm. No matter what, because no matter what, right, and yeah. because all of the stuff that was going on on the other side, I think that it affected our relationship where it could have been better. Now we did do a lot of stuff that balanced it off, but um, yeah, I think that he should have been the one doing all of that because yeah. he's the biological component. So that's what I go and tell people now: like, let the biological parent do it. Yeah, I wish you would have told me that years ago. I like that. that one the hard way. So, yeah, because yeah, we've had people ask about, you know, um, discipline and, and the blended family. And I'm with you. I, I would agree that um, parents, you know, the non-biological parent, I don't think that in the beginning that they should do any of the disciplining. I don't. Mm-hmm. I think that that parent should do it. Um, maybe some words or whatever, but until a relationship is fully built with them children, I don't think that that non-biological parents should have any type of discipline. And then when, especially when you're hearing a lot of stuff from your biological parent that's not in the home, that just brings added issues. Yeah. And that kind of goes against, though, what we've been taught and what we learned. It's yeah. like, okay, you're, you're a couple, this is how you handle kids. But the blended part, it's, it's a bit nuanced. You yeah. have to navigate that carefully. That's absolutely. It's especially a, especially if you're not on the same page. Because then there could be legal ramifications and then yeah. you're like, what? You know, so it's all of those things. So if you're not on the same page, if you're not friends, if they are spiteful or do things, you know, or looking for something like mm-hmm. you just have to give that part to the to your um to the biological component and also i think it's better because even if there's discipline from the biological component because of the biological co- component the child is like that's still my dad exactly right. exactly 
Yeah. Listen, I, I, I got at least about a few more questions. I don't have two more questions. Time. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I, I just, I'm so. Would you guys be able to do a, a part two in a couple of weeks? Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We'd love to. Because we didn't, I don't know if we got through half the questions. No. no. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. But, but, but which was good because what you guys shared, I mean, for me, thinking back 23 years ago, I was like, wow, I wish I would have had this understanding. I wish I would have had this. <laughs> <laughs> you learning, I mean, you learning by trial and error because everybody's situation is different. There may be some like universal components, but everybody's situation is different. And trying to figure out how to navigate it all, it's not like a whole bunch of books to help. No, it's it's marriage. It's it's a relationship that you got to build. It's multiple people, like you know, the kids and you. And it's just like any other marriage. So you know, you can you can pick up a book and the books books could say. You know, buy your wife flowers. This is what I do. And I did pick a book too. Yeah, I know. But hold on. <laughs> so you read the book and you buy your wife flowers, then you realize she doesn't like flowers. She likes something else. So you have to adjust that based on your relationship, especially with a blended family. You got to figure all of that stuff out. And it's going to take time, work, dedication. All at the same time. All at the same time. While you're growing as a person and you're in a relationship with your mate and you are in a relationship with these kids and all of that all of this is happening at once yeah so it's gonna take a lot of work so as a blended if anyone's coming into a blended family situation it's going to take a little bit more work it That's may fun. you may look up and just get somebody who's just dope man Sometimes I wish that on your life because some people it's it's just smooth sailing. They have a good relationship. Everybody is sane. They have optimal mental health. Mental health makes a difference. Y'all be having children. Hey, you know what? My God, we all right though. Listen, also too, um, Takia, you sing, right? You're a musician. I, I sing. I haven't sung in a long time, but I sing. Wow. So, like, do you have, like, any um, products? Yeah, I have albums. So you can go to, uh, where can you go? Is iTunes still up? I don't even know. Wow, it's been that long. It's been that long. iTunes, type, wherever you can find music, you can find me. Um, I have books. I have fitness wear. Um, and where can you find all your You can find, oh, shop beautiful wear. Beautifulweirdo.com. I am a licensed clinical therapist, so I do therapy too. I'm also in school as well. So wow. I'm not gonna list any other Keep on going. Keep on going. So and we're running a bed and breakfast here. Oh, bed and breakfast. Give me a minute about the bed and breakfast. okay. So we started that back in 2019 and we travel a lot. And when we go, we wanted to do unique things. We want to stay at unique places, not necessarily the hotels, what have you. We might go camping. We might stay at a castle somewhere. A, a tree, tent, house. tree house. Yeah, doesn't matter. Um, somewhere different. And so we thought that we could bring that experience to, to others who, who wanted it. We liked the, the idea of being a host. Mm-hmm. Um, and we and our favorite is breakfast. Yeah. Oh. And, and I think we're hospitable people. I think yes. we, we like to meet people and, and learn. And so that kind of presented the opportunity. And it's it's growing, it and is. and we're here, so we get to do that together, which is a blessing. It, that is a blessing for us to be side by side, making that happen. Because we would go to bed and breakfast all the time, but you know, with COVID, uh, bed and breakfasts are a little different now. Because when we would go, like to we've gone to bed and breakfast in New Orleans, 
you know, California, Virginia, oh, all over the place. You would be eating breakfast with people and you would learn different things and talk different things. Um, but, you know, with COVID, yeah, a lot of people are not, not interested in that breakfast experience in terms of what other people. So this affords you the opportunity to have the bed and breakfast experience, but it's just you, you know? Um, so no other couples, no other couples unless you invited a couple. I don't know that's what you can tell. So, but yeah, so we've been running that. And that's right. And it's been great. We've had quite a few people come through um, and it affords them a nice space outside of the hotel. Um, and it's less traffic here. I mean, once you're here, we have, our COVID procedures as well. But once you're here, this is your own space, and it's a it's a good thing. And, and what is maybe your bed breakfast? Uh, Mason's B and B, Mason's mm -hmm. B and breakfast. So you can find us at Mason's B, the letters B and B dot com. So it's a great staycation. The breakfast is good. Um, you always going to get something special because we just believe in just going over the top to make sure that you are enjoying yourself. Well, listen, guys, we thank you for joining us uh, on this evening with In the Blender with Brandon and Madeline Hyman. We were so excited to have you guys on with us. This has been an absolute blessing. Um, sweetheart, let's give me some more information. Um, you can reach us on via email at weareblender.com and our website is intheblenderministry.com. You can also tune in on Thursday night from 8 to 9 p.m. on WGMS Radio for this episode as well. Catch us on iTunes, SoundCloud, um, all of the social uh, YouTube, all of these broadcasts will be played on there as well. And then uh, two weeks again, um, tune back in at 7 p.m. I'm here us chatting with the Masons. Yay! We thank you guys thank again. You guys. We love you. And until next time. Bye. Until next time. Peace. Good night.